This is Matt the Money Cage, and you're listening to that Money Podcast, Back Row Hecklers. It's the Back Row Hecklers. Got my boy over here, best friend of the wide world, Matt Schwartz. What's up, Come everybody? And, and the man himself who runs the place, Big Daddy V. And you what? also got me, we Joshua. <clears throat> you know, this is the first podcast you've been on, and I've been on, I'm pretty sure, since I lost our bet, isn't it? Is this the first one? Yeah. It's the first one, yeah. So I'm going to give you the floor. Go ahead. I got. To, I had to see the. You got the promo. I got the promo, which I think <laughs> everybody enjoyed. My favorite part of it is the happiness that was on your face throughout the whole promo. I wish everyone in the world could be that happy all the time. There would never be any wars. There would be no divorces. They were as happy as Joshua was when he was cutting that fucking promo on me. As soon as it happened, we were in a room full of people, and we had Joshua on Skype. And all he we was laughing is, so hard. He was laughing so hard going, I fucking told you. Fuck CM Punk. I mean, it was just fucking hilarious. So, the floor is yours, sir. I am ready to take my punishment. You're a moron. That's there we it. go. <laughs> all right. And owe you 20 bucks. So. You do owe me $20 and I cannot wait to collect. Yes, right. We, in what? Less than a month? Less than a month. You can collect that $20 cash or you can have a chance to double your money. Oh, oh. You. I'm going to throw oh. it out there. There is a fight with Conor McGregor and Eddie Alvarez. It happens November 12th, I think it is. Which November is like, 5th. Yeah, November 12th, yeah. 12th. It's like the week after the wedding. Um, yes. Would you be interested in, in, in a gentleman's wager on that? Double or nothing to get either 20 or double your money to 40? Duh. I'm going to double it. I'm going <laughs> to get 40. Right, <laughs> he wants to Skype so, on that one, too. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to take Connor on this fight, right? Oh, well, now he's thinking about it. Well, <laughs> mm, you know, I took the underdog last time, and it didn't do me very well. But you know what? For some reason, I remember... I think it's Michael Johnson. Is that not Michael Johnson? It's Michael, uh, what's his name from Bellator? The guy who had the wars with Eddie Alvarez. It's bothering me now. Eddie Edwards. You know Eddie Edwards. <laughs> you know what's on my mind. The guy just wanted to talk about Chandler. Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler and Eddie Alvarez had wars. But if you notice, in both those fights, Alvarez got rocked the first round really bad. I think uh-huh. if that happens in this fight, McGregor's going to finish him. Yeah. If I think he can weather that storm the first round, I think he has a chance of beating Conor McGregor. People don't think that, but I think he does. Um, so, I really hate to. Uh, I really hate to put twenty bucks on Eddie Alvarez if you're not sure. If I'm not sure, but you know what, man? Two peas in a bucket. Fuck it. <laughs> I know that we can always go back. And you always give me a chance to keep doubling up. And one time I could owe you eighty or one hundred and sixty, and I just send it through you through PayPal. We'll get it figured out. I will no, take. Man, this way, fuck I, that. If I win this one, I want my forty dollars, bro. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. But if but if, when this is even, and, and Eddie yeah, Alvarez when wins, this is even. so you mean so so I, I I I being a man who is you know a friend and a degenerate gambler will give you your 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 chance to make your money back. That is a very gentlemanly thing to do because lots of people be like, nah, bitch, I want my twenty. 
<laughs> and you're, 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 I thank you for that. And I'm even going to go against the grain because everybody's going to go, huh, stupid. You're going to take, why would you not take Connor? Connor's going to kill him. Connor's the best. I think Connor has flaws in his game. I think Eddie Alvarez is, people don't understand the guy that he beat for that 155 belt destroyed a lot of good people. He really, really did. Um, so I think it's going to be a different fight than people think it is. Connor, it's not in, it's not happening. Like, it's in Madison Square Garden, correct? In New York. Yes, unfortunately, I'm not going to be there live watching it. Oh, that's going to do. That would be heartbreaking. If it was at Yum Center, bro, I would try to be there. But if it, was, I understand, the tickets are going to be out, fucking rageous. Like mm-hmm. nosebleeds are going to be sold out real quick. Like we, I don't even know how the fuck that happened. Like tickets, like I guess. With the UFC, they do pre-sale codes, and I guess a lot of people got access to that pre-sale code, and those two hundred to three hundred dollars seats were gone within. That's what happens with the NXT show. We had an NXT show here locally. If you hadn't gave me the code, I'd been fucked. Yeah, I mean, don't give me for the pre-sale seats, not for you know. I'm not sure how many tickets were regular seats, to be honest. Like I know the pre-sale front row tickets sold out in 22 seconds because Chris Class couldn't get them. Yeah, and he was on there real quick. Uh, I don't know if it's one and the same. Like if yeah, they have like they half, they sell like, half for the pre-sale and half for the regular. Yeah, he bought his tickets the first minute they went on sale, and then they get like eighth row, seventh row, no, yeah. third, third, third. It was third row. It was on the it was on the aisle though, so yeah. he got some selfies with Nakamura, which he was very happy with. Dickhead. <laughs> fucking asshole class. No, I'm just kidding. Well, first Nakamura was messing with him and started taking pictures without him in oh, it. Oh, you have no video. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how I mean you you think about that. Imagine how awesome that'd be if the guy that you came to see, not just. The fact that it's not commercial, but the guy you came to see is the one who grabs your phone from you. That's pretty <laughs> sweet, man. He always has that kind of crazy luck though. class does. I remember we was, they had a drawing for King of the Deathmatch tickets and like a bunch of other random bullshit at IWA show. He's like, I'm going to buy one ticket. <laughs> Hopefully I'll win. He goes, if I win, man, I'm going to take one of you guys to the King of the Death. And I'm like, well, if you win, you're going to take Charlie because I've already bought my ticket. And he's like, okay. So we're all laughing and stuff. We think there's no way he's going to win because they sold this huge fucking, like, you know, the cheese ball containers? Yeah. Like from Myers and shit that have like a thousand little cheese balls you get sure. from kids. It was full of tickets. Sure. They started and surfing around. One ticket. One ticket. Chris Glass. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you motherfucker. He's won like a 50 50 raffle and shit and won like 60, 70 bucks at Shells, too. He just, he's just lucky with that shit. He should play Lotto more often. I think he should go to the boat with me because I actually didn't do too bad at our boat extravaganza. There you go. So you were doing excellent for a while and then you yeah, started watching bored. games and you got <laughs> bored and started playing Dragon Lady. <laughs> the, the, I look over and Matt's playing like the Dragon Lady uh, slot machines. Did I'm you happy. play slot machines when we went to Atlantic City, Josh? Uh, I did the, that one fucking slot machine because uh, they gave us a, a voucher for like $30 yep. to gamble. I was like a part of the bus. Yeah. So I was like, I gave it to my friend's dad, but he didn't know how to use it. So I was just like, well, let me find out how to use it. And I found out how to use it. And I was like, ah, let me just win fucking some money. And I won like $2.75. And then I gave back the card. There you go. You didn't lose, man. That's the way to do it. I said, I lost, all right. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) He lost. I know you were very mad coming home. I've joked with you a couple times, but I've been there before where I've been somewhere and it's taken me a while. And like, you're like, I'm at least, you know, a couple hours from my bed, and I don't want to be, and that's a bad feeling. You know what I'm saying? I don't care who you are. That's a bad fucking feeling. I was not a happy camper that day. No. No. I remember seeing your videos on Instagram. (laughs) Fuck AC. 
fuck AC. Fuck all the meth heads in AC. I mean, that was a nice touch. You threw the meth heads in there. So obviously you had to see a bunch of them. So you're not, so you're not a yep. fan. Is it Atlantic City or is it just New Jersey as a fucking whole? No, just that, just that that particular time, Atlantic City just was not a fun place for me, and like I just immediately regret just going there. Like I didn't want to go, but I went, and then it's just like everything that could go wrong went <laughs> wrong, and I was just not happy. And it's rough out there at night. Um, I guarantee it. I'm sure it's rough a lot of places around that spot. So. Do you think the mafia still has a lot of lot of influence around there? I think Trump does. Back in the <laughs> uh oh, was that a Trump mafia connection there? Hmm, it could be. If so, that means uh, when's the last time we had a mafia do the White House, man? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it could happen. You never know. Kennedy? Yeah, no, Kennedy? he was against him. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember him and his brother were against him. A lot of people think that's why he got assassinated, actually. But let's talk about wrestling. That's what the podcast wrestling. is about. Wrestling! We actually, we missed you. Wrestling! Here. It's probably been, <laughs> what, a month since you've been on here? It's been a while, it's man. been a while. Welcome back, man. It just, no offense, it's fun when class is here. It's fun when we have our other guests, but it's Joshua is a walking smile. That's right. It's not the same without Joshua. And it's, I feel the same way with class. If it's class isn't here, it's just quite not the same, man. I love it when it's us four. I really, really do. Um, Real quick. I got to give props to Matthew because he told me when I walked in something I didn't know. I deleted my impact by wrestling because I had to make a lot of room. Thursday, Sunday nights is like the night for DVR in my house. You know, there's a lot of stuff comes on that gets DVR'd. And so I had to make room, which I know, yeah, I'm still using DVR like an old man. I, I, don't, I don't stream stuff and watch it later like most people. But eventually I'm going to get to that point. But he told me that Eddie Edwards is the new TNA champion. Yes. I think that's a long time coming. I it's think. exciting, man. I mean, people, especially in in the it, recent run, he has not won a lot of matches. He the last month or so, I'm, I'm trying to catch up on TNA, mostly because of the brother Nero stuff. But I am also watching TNA. I did not watch it this past Thursdays, but uh, Eddie Edwards was in a match for the Grand Championship. He lost in the tournament, and then he had another chance at it because Drew Galloway was pulled due to injury. Yeah. He lost that. He was the X Division champion. He lost that. You know, he he was on a losing streak for a yeah. while. Comes out of nowhere, hits Bobby Lashley with the with the Boston knee party. Is what he calls his finisher. Hits him right in the head, and he gets a three count. And we have a new TNA heavyweight champion, which is pretty cool. He has been in the shadow of Davy Richards since 2010. Yes, I mean the final battle. I think it is. Correct me if I'm wrong. You guys are more. Joshua knows more about the the, the high level indies on certain things. Than I do. But was it Final Battle 2010 when him and David Richards had that fantastic match? They went through like three tables. They uh, like I don't remember going through tables in that match, but that was their match at Final Battle. No, no, the, no. He, uh, he double stomped him through one table, I know. I know for a fact I, that. You know, I, that, you know, the funny thing, that was my first ROA show, mm-hmm. and I do not remember. And the only person I remember going through a table was fucking El Generico. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I remember that happened, but that, that was one of their matches, but, you know, I. Uh, I, that 2010 was their final battle match because that was my first ROA show. Yep, I wasn't. Oh, was no, no, was that the same match? The, the same card that had Steen and Generico on it, though. Uh, it was, but they didn't have a match against each other. Uh, that was the ma- That was the event where Steen was fighting Carino to get back into ROH. Yes. and Generico was in a three way with uh, Jay Lethal and Mike Bennett for the uh, TV title. Yeah, I remember because I hated Mike Bennett then, and I still hate Mike Bennett now. You like Mike Bennett, don't you? I do like Mike Bennett. Can you tell me why? 
I mean, honestly, I'm not going to be a jerk. I mean, I just want to know why. Maybe, maybe you can tell me something I don't see, you know? You know what it is? Uh, I've never seen him in a bad match. He's just this really good worker, and I've um, noticed that he he's the type of wrestler that should be on TV, in my opinion, because he knows how to work the stick, and he just knows how to get that cheap heat, and I feel like he's probably one of those wrestlers that, honestly, we'll be seeing him in the, in the E very soon, because NXT needs a guy like him. I think he has a cookie-cutter kind of frame like everybody else. I think that his mic work is good. I mm-hmm. think it's better than average and better than a lot of people out there. Um, I think his offense is subpar. Like I mean, It's a little bit below average. You don't remember a lot of his big stuff. And you, he's yet to have that that come up in match. That match is like, oh shit, Mike Bennett's match against Trevor Lee was blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? I haven't seen that or heard from him from that yet. I like Brutal Bob Evans. When he broke in and Brutal Bob was the one who was managing him, I thought that was awesome. I like that. But I'm just not, I'm not a Mike Bennett guy. You could change my mind later because lots of guys do. But I got to see that, that, oh my God, you stole the show. That match was fucking fantastic. You know what I'm saying? And I haven't seen that from him in a long time. But yet again, most of the time, some of his matches, I grab my phone or I do something else. So maybe I need to pay a little bit more attention to him. Well, the other thing is that there are times where he's on the card and there's just better matches. Sometimes yeah. there, and I'm look, I don't, I don't know Mike Bennett nearly as well as you guys do. I don't watch Writing of Honor, oh, yeah. so I've watched about a month TNA. of Mike Bennett. Yeah, and I agree with the promo. I think he, I'm on the edge of my seat when he's talking. It's very cheap heat. It's very easy to do. It's almost Miz like. Look at my wife. Look how cute she is. Look what I have that you don't have. He's got a so. He's got a cookie cutter. But I think the uh, another thing is the whole BJ Whitmer thing still leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Um, it was an accident, of course. Uh, the pile driver on the apron. And uh, he legit hurt BJ Whitmer. Even BJ said accidents happen in wrestling. I don't blame him. Everything's okay. But he was kind of green at the time when it happened. So part of me is like, you know. And it's, I don't like <laughs> seeing other guys. Like to this day, everybody love. I mean, Owen Hart, everybody loves him. I love him. I, I think he was probably better than Brett, you know, but I always think about that. Don't let Brett hear that. Like him hurting st- <laughs> st- Brett, st- Brett thought that Owen was better than he was, didn't yeah. he? Oh, he did say that? Oh, okay. I don't know if he said it. There, I, there was, there, they have an Owen Hart DVD, yeah. and Brett Hart is the intro, and I want to get it right. I w- think Brett was like, I always knew Owen was better than Owen thought he was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how good he was going to be, but... Because Owen had other plans. Oh, yeah. Owen was always like, I want to be a firefighter first and a wrestler second. And uh, Brett was kind of the one that kind of pushed him to be a wrestler. And he was like, man, he is really, really good. Now, I don't remember him. He said he was better. But he always felt that Owen Hart was obviously underused and underutilized. He killed and... everything they did, though. Like, when they put him with Yokozuna, yeah. killed. Gold. When they put him with Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff Jarrett was put, hitting, hitting women in the head with the With guitar. the guitar. Gold. Gold. I mean, you know, and he was like... Um, Two-time Nobody Slammy did. winner? Nobody cared except Owen Hart. Yeah, <laughs> and one of them, he didn't even win, he just took it. Yeah. <laughs> He's not no, a two-time was, Slammy winner. <laughs> when he was with the Nation, that was probably his best work. I loved him oh. with the Nation of Domination. Oh, yeah. So fucking I didn't find out until after he died, though, that he was one of the big pranksters, one of the big jokesters. Like, he would always pull ribs on people. Yes. Right and left. And, like, he never wanted people to know he was the one that did it. What he did, like, Edge... They said he fucked with Edge so hard when Edge first came up because he kind of had a big head. Yeah. 
And so, like, did he put like farm animals in Vince McMahon's office? He's done all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff. Yeah, they talked about the the stuff that they that Owen done. That you know, they said he always wanted people to be happy and smile and stuff. He wasn't one of those gloom and doom guys. Mm-hmm. Like you hear about people just having a nasty disposition, just being a dick all the time. You know, and no offense, but like, um, I hate to say it because I know it's one of Joshua's boys, but until he got signed, um, people talked about like the last couple of years, Roddy being like. Like moody and bad, and like in a locker room to like some of, the, especially the young boys and stuff. Like just almost one of those kind of guys that you know, like not really haze them, I guess, but just be like talk down to them and be like, "Oh, you're lucky you're even here, and you shouldn't be in the same dress room with me," and that kind of stuff. Mm. And I never, I've met him two or three occasions. Always been like, "What's up, bro?" You know, you know, hey, was- Roddy, go ahead, Joshua. What's up, bro? Yeah. <laughs> What's that you need, man? You know, I mean, he has that. That's what it's all about, bro. Yeah, he's and he's he seems so positive. He's nice to the fans, but I could see in the back of you know, if you look at his face, you could see him just like his heel stuff in PWG. You could just see him being addicted like a young kid in a locker room. So I mean, we saw him give the kid a, the fat kid that's always had the PWG shows the finger behind his back in a picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking but like awesome, I, I i agree with you like you just you, it's never people that you expect like another person is tj perkins you know i yeah. i've heard so many heard stories about him being so attitude. negative and have a shitty attitude and i'm like wow this guy's always smiling and dabbing and shit yeah. how the fuck is he like you know in real life he's a dick yeah. supposedly you know that's, allegedly I want to like TJ Perkins, though. I like his work, man. I want to like Roddy because I think Roddy was the measuring stick for years and didn't get the credit. He never got the credit. And that's one thing I'd say about Joshua. It wasn't even just the shitty little boots gimmick. Even back when you guys first started going to PWG, that you were, you know, you were ride or die with Roddy. He was your dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, like from day one, you know, I was, you know, I, I even told him this story. I was like, bro, when you came out on the first episode of TNA Impact or whatever the fuck they were calling it on Spike, I was more interested in you than AJ Styles. Yeah. Because I was, oh, this dude's the Messiah, the backbreaker. I like the backbreaker, and he was doing that shit. Oh, and I was like, yeah, I and- love that gimmick too. By the way. To, to go back to your point, somebody pointed out that was like, you know, here's a guy who's probably one of the best wrestlers in the world, but look at the time he came out. Look at the names that were out. It was Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Samoa Joe, Austin Aries. Like, he was in a uh, Nigel McGuinness also. He came out during the fucking, like, the golden era of indie wrestling. Yeah. So, you know, that's why he didn't really get that big of a shine at that point in time. But, he got shoved you know, back to the back burner a little bit, yeah. You know, he stuck to it, and fuck, if not, that man's had, like, the last three or four years, he's been literally, in my book, you know, top five. 2015, it was tough between him. I'd say between him, him, Zach, and Ricochet were, that was, that was, I mean, you gotta give 14, AJ's 15, credit. yeah. You gotta yeah, give AJ's I was, credit I was, because he did all this stuff in New Japan, but he was and, up there uh, top five, easy. In 2015, though, it was his year, because he yeah. was just, he had at least, at least, Ten five star matches. Oh, that match he had with was a Colo Colo. He had a double. It was like he took on somebody, and then Colo Colo Riley came in. Oh, for the strap. Yeah, at yeah PWG. Was it was Zack Saber, Ricochet, and uh... was it Zack Saber? I don't think so. Oh no, it was it was it was, it was no, it was it was in it won the belt. It was for what are you talking about? The that, yeah, PWG where the belt where him and him and Colo Riley finished it, but he had a match with Ricochet first, right? And then Kyle O'Reilly came out and he had yeah, another Rick, match. That was Black, 
That was last year. Oh, no, it was Kyle O'Reilly had to match a ricochet. And then right. Oh, and that's out. what it was. Okay. Yeah. Was. And then the ring got fucking destroyed. He had his boot <laughs> off. That match was fucking, that was up there. If that wasn't on your match of the year list, then you need to reevaluate your fucking list. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That was fucking good. The list. I have a, a Joshua, how familiar with you with Nigel McGinnis' stuff? Are you real familiar? I, I, you know, my good friend Mario, who took me to uh, the uh, my first ROA show, uh, put me on to Nigel, and I was lucky enough to see Nigel at the, the tail end of his career when he was in TNA. Okay, and you know he's had, he had some classics with fucking Kurt Angle, uh, so I'm I'm somewhat familiar with him. Okay, I had an argument with uh, with the proprietor of a wrestling federation around here, and no, it's not Ian; it's another one. I'm going to let him remain nameless because he asked me to, to do that. But I was putting over the fact he was asking me, well, who's who's your favorite guys right now that you want to watch? I was like, dude, everybody that listens to the podcast knows, you know, if I'm going to choose, choose to watch a match, I want to watch, you know, I want to watch some of my Euro Trash dudes. I want to watch Zach Sabre Jr. I want to watch Marty Scarell. I want to watch, even I even throw Will Ospreay in there, even though he's not really Euro Trash. Mm-hmm. But like him, uh, definitely fucking Tommy Inge, you know, those guys. I said, um, but I'm a big Nakamura guy. Until I, until New Japan came along, and until Fast started telling me to watch New Japan religiously on Access TV, I wasn't real familiar with him. But I enjoyed everything I saw, and I think he's doing good in NXT. But I still think, I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. is my dude. He was like, man, I like him. Don't get me wrong. But there's at least 25 dudes out there that are way, way better than him. And I was like, motherfucking name them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Your girl's not come off with 25. I mean, five, I can understand because that's an opinion thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll tell you this much right now. Five years ago, maybe six years ago, when Nigel McGuinness was top of his game, he wrestled the exact same style as Zach Sabre Jr. And he did not. Nigel's style was not the same as Zach's. They had a lot of similarities on certain right. things. But he was, Zach's way more technical. It's like spot-to-spot transition moves and and small joint manipulation, and going from a um, submission to submission, not just the transition game, you know, like from a spot to a spot, but like a transition into a one submission move into another. Mm-hmm. Nigel did some of that stuff, but not on that level. I mean, he, he just didn't, you know? And then a war broke out. And so, yeah, we're still arguing. <laughs> and so we people into the conversation, and they're like, yeah, but Nigel was, you know, he could do a lot more stuff than Zach does. I was like, disagree. Go watch Zach and PWG. Whenever he has to step it up and go into the spot, 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 big move, big move, you know, with Ricochet or Hero or any of those guys, he fucking does it. Mm-hmm. You know? I just think that, you know, he doesn't get the credit that he deserves because not enough people have seen what he can do, you know? So, in your opinion of what you saw with Nigel against Zack Sabre Jr. now in his prime, you can even take Nigel's prime. Who do you think's better? Uh, shit, to be honest with you, you, you would have to look at the big picture. Um, overall, you would have to lean towards Nigel because Nigel did more striking. You know, Nigel had more of that flair. There's nothing wrong with Zack Sabre Jr. He's the best technical wrestler in the world, but he's lacking in some areas because he's so good that he doesn't need to be uh, having a more of a fucking repertoire with other stuff. But Nigel did have more strikes, uh, some cool submissions. So the technicality, the technical aspect isn't there with Nigel as as high as fucking Zach is, but overall, big picture and uh, every aspect, you know, Nigel had it because you ain't gonna see fucking Zach Sabre Jr. go off the top rope 
but you can see Nigel go off the fucking top rope. You yeah. know, Nigel also ran in and stepped on the top rope and turned around and came back around. He's he's the one that started doing that, and now every indie turd does that shit. And now <laughs> well, you no. see guys doing the fucking. T.J. Perkins laying in between the ropes. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Where they were throwing him in. And he He's like a Spider-Man shit. Yeah. Which is cool at all. Don't get me wrong. I like when Andrade I, does I, it. Romero did that. Like, he was the first one to do that shit. You knew how the first person I saw do it was Rudy Switchblade. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. First person I ever saw do it. Before Suicide, Manic, any of those guys. And I respect your decision. I respect your, your decision thinking that with Nigel. I'm a huge Nigel fan, too. I just think that. The best is yet to come from Sax Ember Jr. You haven't seen the best of him I, yet. I, I, listen, man, I'll fucking never forget this Matt and me were like, I was excited to see him. And, you know, our friends from England, that first PWG, they was like, oh, you late, you lads are getting excited for stuff that he's been doing for five, six years already. And I'm like, shit, you know? And yeah. if that man, if, if those fucking kids can say he hasn't changed a bit, but he's still amazing us, like, the best is yet to come. Like, seriously, I agree. Oh, yeah. We do have a pay-per-view tonight. We do have a WWE pay-per-view tonight. Uh, is anybody here going to watch it? Or watch maybe a later date or as it happens? Or... There are matches I would like to watch. I don't need to watch Baron Corbin versus Jack Swagger. <laughs> to be 100%. Put that on? It's oh, on the pre-show. It's not on the pay-per-view itself. But... Jack Swagger, his ex-manager, I got to see Thursday night. Zeb Coulter. He was awesome. He came in the ring. And he goes, excuse me, I have to make a quick announcement. To the owner of the green Honda Civic, <laughs> license plate number K75921, Kentucky license plate, not Indiana. Could you please move your car? It's not blocking anything. It's not in a in a zone or anything. It's just fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Zeb Coulter. Zeb to come off with that was fucking awesome. When I said he was Dutch Mantel, it's funny because Matt didn't know who the fuck he was. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't, us, that, I don't know that name. Exactly. You didn't grow up here. See, that's why. Yeah. Joshua, did you know the name? Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Not that I'm the stupid he, one. He, know, no. he knows because of the fact that he's probably heard it from other people or maybe even saw a Dirty Dish Mantel match from the back in the 80s. No, I remember him being on the uh, Cole Cabana podcast. And ah. I was, like, okay. I was like, you know, that was a really good fucking podcast. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you know, the way, like, if anybody's ever bored, listen to him talk. Uh, Good, great storyteller. He's got two books, too. He's also written two books. Uh, yeah. Both of them are available on Amazon. I haven't read them, but I've heard they're good. I don't know. Um, the good thing is that he, that people don't know, he actually was the, where the Colognes own Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. He was the booker for the Colognes. Got it. For years and years and years. Cool. And he was there when Bruce Brody died. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he was the booker there. So he knows a lot about that. Just like Chris Hero was there when, when uh, who's the Japanese guy? Help me here, Josh. The best, one of the best of all time. Oh, it's going to bother me now. Masawa. When Masawa yeah. died, Chris Hero was there. Mm. So both those guys, it sounds kind of macabre, but I've always wanted to sit and be like, okay, man, I want to hear exactly your side of the story of what happened. You know, because there's so many different stories of what happened to when these guys passed away and Masawa passed away in the ring. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. But it was kind of cool. Zeb Coulter did really good. He signed with the fa- fancy, brought a guy out. He brought you Jeff Tony out. Take on Billy the P came out, you know, the other hill manager, and they had their little back and forth because they know each other probably 20 years. Yeah, Billy the P's been managing around here forever. He's um, he's the uh, I hate I don't want to call him a pimp, but he's the guy who has one long or the other and stuff, and he he walks the limp and everything, but he dresses like a pimp. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. He's Billy the P, which stands for the pimp. Cool, but um. Tony actually did a really, really good. Tony owns the arena. I'm not just saying that because he's the guy who, who 
helped get me gigs there and everything else. But he did really good and was really, really, really over. And they had a surprising long match. Um, and Zeb actually got involved quite a bit. Oh, did he? Yeah, but he looks a lot older than he did even just like two years ago with Jack Swagger. Really? Yeah, you can't even really tell. But like Tommy Wildfire Rich was supposed to be there. Danger Stud Gilbert. But these are all names of famous guys right here from 20 years ago. And of course, those guys did make it. Um, Rugby Thug Trump Baker, who's an out-of-day Mid-South guy um, from like 19, from the year 2000, 2001. He was supposed to be there to make it. But the guys that did make it did excellent. And the 20th anniversary show was was really, really good. Man of Law was in the Battle Royale. I don't know if we talked about that. I think that was before we, before we went on, yep. Congratulations to my buddy Man of Law. I think he eliminated like five or six dudes. <laughs> he threw a couple stunners out and everything else. And as soon as somebody got ready to grab him, he jetted the hell out of the ring. So, good for you. Oh, yeah. It was, a, it was a really good show. But let's get into the WWE thing first. And then we'll talk about the local shows we got. All right. So, Kurt Hawkins is making his debut tonight. I know Brian I like loves Brian. Kurt Hawkins. Do you like Brian Myers, Kurt Hawkins, Joshua? I mean... I, I don't have anything against them, but, you know, I just feel like they're wasting, especially promo time and ad time. Like, His stuff on SmackDown is stupid. It is. <laughs> exactly. It's like Kurt, Kurt Hawkings. What, what was it? It's it was facts, say, right? You know? His thing yeah. is facts? Yeah, like, it's just really I bad. thought Tyson Kidd did it better. I'm just saying. Have you, you know, ever I just was like, ill. like, this is what they're going with, but, you know, he's basically enhancement talent, so, I, you know. Yeah. I think Heath Slater is better at Hasbro. Heath Slater is great, though. I've been a yeah. Slater fan for a while. I like the fact when he was kicking on all the names. Like, the Legends was kicking his ass every week. Yeah. That was awesome. It was Love great, it. man. Now, who didn't want to be Heath Slater, then? <laughs> Dude, so fucking funny. Heath Slater's on the card tonight. Oh, what is he? Defending the titles? He's ta- he defending the titles. Him and Rhino. They're calling it the John Beauty John and the Man Beast is their tag team name. You don't want to talk about that. Okay. They're fighting the <laughs> Usos, who are, who are now heels. Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> Job. So the Usos are probably going to win the tag titles tonight. Do you like the Usos' new heel gimmick, Josh? Or you still hate him? Uh no, I still hate him. I just think this is <laughs> we talked about that when you weren't here. They're not like breaking knees, is what their new thing is. Yeah, I was like, man, they got the new mafioso kind of heel gimmick. I said, man, maybe Josh will like him. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he goes, He's I don't. Not you know what? It's like just him. like they come out, and it's just like, uh, we're like, you know. And I hate to say this, you know, it's not a race thing, but it's like I hate when people try to act a certain way that they're not, yeah. and they act a certain way that I'm just like, you're not. Why are you acting like this? Like. <laughs> Look how The Rock was, look how fucking Rakishi was, look how fucking, like, Roman is, and you fucktards want to act this way, you know? <laughs> there isn't such a thing as the Samoa Mafia, so I'm going to say. Yeah. So... Apparently, there, there is, you know, he's right, because, like, when fucking, uh, what was it, Roman lost, apparently, like, Roman's family thought he was going to win, they were saying... Oh, Mania. Oh, yeah, Mania, and like his father was like, "Oh, I declare war on the WWE." And I'm like, <laughs> that was funny. No, when yeah, he's just... talking about when Rollins cashed in the Money in the Bank. Oh yeah, not uh, not last year because Roman did win the title last year, two years ago. Just for clarifications, um, we got Nikki Bella versus Carmella. Don't need to watch that. Nobody cares. Um, we got Nikki, Nikki. Is that John Cena's boo? Yes. Okay, I get him always mixed up. I get her mixed up. She's the which one's hot. I think Nikki's hotter. Big tits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the bigger exact tits. Same except for big her tits. tits. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Okay. But Bree's gonna get tits because she's got she just and now she's pregnant. Oh, 
with Daniel Bryan's kid? Yes, with that Daniel Bryan's kid. kid. Well, what if it wasn't? What if it was Dolph or somebody? That would be something special. It would be great fucking TV, I'd say that much. <laughs> I'd watch Total Bellas, which debuted last Wednesday. <laughs> it's funny. Did you watch it? Of course I watched it. I watched don't judge me. Of Holy F- I don't judge you at all. Watch <laughs> like. I watched some stuff that... Dude, I sit one time and binge watch the whole first season of MTV's Awkward. It's like designed a thirteen year old teenage girl. Oh, Amanda loves Awkward. Dude, uh, the first whole season was hilarious. It was hilarious, and then the second season, I was like, "I'm a forty year old man. I can't watch this." Like, <laughs> it's like a female version of uh, R.J. Berger, is what it I've is. heard. It's, yeah, R.J. Berger was great. Joshua yeah, likes that it show. It was a funny fucking show, and man. They cut it off. I don't understand why. I remember when he went to the bully and he touched his own stuff and goes, that's what a man smells like, bitch. I was like, yeah! You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what was her name? The fucking girl? The the one that just wanted, like he fucked her back to life or yeah. something? That that bitch was hilarious. Oh, dude, there were so many different cool characters in there too. Like his buddy, like uh, one of his best friend or whatever. He, all the roles, supporting roles were awesome too, not just RJ. His dad, I mean... It hit a, I don't understand why they cut that. It was only last MTV kind of has a weird way of cutting things. Like even when they have like decent ratings, yeah, like they just want to go in different directions. Mom's twenty seven. You know they just want to go in different directions of they things. Just drama, people yelling yeah. at each other. That's it. There was a show that Amanda and I were watching called Finding Carter, which was actually not a bad show on MTV. Oh, the ratings uh-huh. were actually really really good, but they cut it because they wanted to put new material on there, not because of it wasn't making any revenue or money. It's MTV's got a weird way of doing things. What pisses me off is. I watched the whole first season of Outcast on Cinemax. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Right along with the comics. It's a little hard to follow because you think it's something that's not, and you're watching it. You know what I'm saying? You think it's about demon possession and stuff, which it is, but they st- they, you have to pay attention to every episode or you're not going to get it. Got it. Okay. S- season two is coming to Fox. Season one was on Cinemax. And, it was and now it's not. Now it's well, going to be Fox way watered Cinemax, down. And so they're saying, well, we're... It did excellent in the ratings, so sure. Fox is like, no, we're no, we're want it, we want it, we're bringing it here. Yeah, and people are like, oh no, Fox saved it, Cinemax didn't want it. And I'm like, that's total bullshit. It's the other way around. Read the review what the guy from Fox said, mm-hmm. you know. And so it makes me mad because now it's not going to have half of the stuff in it that it did. I mean, don't get me wrong, Empire pushes the envelope a little bit, so it might be okay. But I hope it's Razor, are they, they going to take uh, that show, that comic book show you guys talk about on Cinemax? That's what you're saying. Yeah, Outcast. That's it was on Cinemax the whole first season. It's gonna come to Fox now. It's coming to Fox for season two. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good. That's good money right there. That's good for them, you know, because it's improving. But it's bad for me because, like, oh, now you got commercials. And, well, now you got commercials, and they call them names like like the the the, the preacher in there is the second best character next to Kyle Barnes, who's the main guy. Mm-hmm. And then, but that has a really good supporting cast. That's what helps any show. Sure. I'm sorry to get off the tangent, but it just made me mad when I saw it coming to Fox. I was like, fuck. But if you haven't got to watch Outcast, Josh, the whole season's done. So if you can yeah, uh, work your I, magic I got, and get it, keep it out. I'm probably watching. I got I to gotta watch some stuff at, while I'm at work. You know, I got a vacation this week from from an asshole supervisor, so I can pretty much do whatever the fuck I want. There you go. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, can I ask you a question? Uh, we, we were talking about TNA and Eddie Edwards and stuff like that. Now, you know, Matthew, you, you, were, you mentioned it. I was wondering, how has Bobby Lashley been, like, I've heard, like, or rather, I've read that he's been doing some great work as a heel. It's so. it's not that he's doing yeah. great work. Um, I think, look, he's a solid heel. You know, he does have, like, the look at, you know, it's almost like a, like a Lesnar, but yeah. toned down heel work. But his voice, 
He does kind of sound like a 12-year-old. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I do like how he comes out, though. He's, like, shadow boxing and stuff. But, but like, for a while, he was doing, like, the re- he did a really good bully gimmick for a little while. Like, he he ran through the X Division. Him and EC3 stuff back and forth together against each other. Yeah, they actually main-evented. It was odd a little bit. Remember, the t- did you see the one promo where they're, like, in a swim pool? And that was him and Galloway. Was it Galloway? Galloway and EC3 were on the top of the of the roof. Like three weeks ago, and there's like a pool beside. Yeah, him. and he threw I him in the pool. It, but a- afterwards, it had like um... Lashley and EC3 had like that little uh, brawl in like the press conference thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was there a okay. pool there? I don't remember. No, but I may have got messed up thinking about the pool, <laughs> later, but I just like the, the the back and forth between him and EC3. I thought that was good. EC3 will bring out the best in people, though. I'm a big time EC3 dropped, guy. The E dropped the ball on that guy for sure. 100 percent agreed. I think his so, in ring is fantastic. It's I mean his in ring is really good. I'm not going to say he's, um, he's not Seth Rollins in ring, by no means. You know what I'm saying? No, but he has the talent to be a top guy in a smaller company. He could definitely fit in there around the Intercontinental title picture. Yes. He could go with the Dolph, Miz, um. Well, he won't he be seeing Dolph anymore. Ambrose. You know what I'm saying? He can, sure. Which say won't be Dolph, what? Dolph won't be, uh, in the WWE anymore. He's gone? As of tonight, he is gone. That's the number one internet rumor on the on the Facebooks right now because his career is on the line tonight against The Miz. Going back to WWE for a moment, uh, it's Intercontinental title versus career. Do you think he wants his release and he wants to go do independence and shit? Yes, I do. I think I've Cody tried to Rhodes stay away from... Failed. Hmm? <laughs> Cody Rhodes fucking failed. Yeah. He, he failed miserably on the Indies and said, fucking, I'm going to TNA and make some money. And I've seen at least three of his matches and the only one of them that I even remotely liked was him and Hero. And I'm saying that to be honest. I'm not trying to be as shitty towards Cody. He just cannot work the indie style. He's a, yeah. he's a WWE style guy. He's been there 10 years, though. So, mm-hmm. you know. But other people may feel differently. Yeah. So, Bobby Lashley's done okay. Uh-huh. Going back to the original point, I apologize. Yeah. He's done okay. I wouldn't say it's spectacular by any means, but he, he has had like a wave of, you know, he did really, really good. Now he's doing this thing with EC3, and EC3, I think, and him are doing really, really well. Mike works above average, and his end ring is passable to good. It's good. If I had to say that. It's yeah. good. Yeah. You know, I think his body, you know, helps him, you know, because oh, yeah. he is a lot bigger than he's some like of these a other guys. Million bucks, yeah. 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 Do you like Lashley, Josh? Uh, I mean, I liked him. I think, like, one time, like, when he first came in in the E and, like, they had put him up against John Cena. And I remember that time he was just like, I guess he was just having a bad day or he just wasn't feeling it. So John Cena cuts the promo. They were doing a debate and he was just like, oh, look at the hype, man. Everybody, John Cena. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, but I can't say I've never been like, ah, fuck, Bobby Lashley's wrestling today. So I've been okay with him. Like, I I don't have really anything bad to say. I hung out with him, like, one time at an MMA expo, just shooting his shit for, like, a good 20 minutes. And, like, helping him, like, understand MMA. That's so, cool. Yeah, he's a Bellator fighter, right, too? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, this is this was before he went to Bellator. So I think, like, he was fighting on, I think, Strike Force, if I'm not mistaken. So you sit and talk to Bobby Lashley for 20 minutes? Yeah, like, we were just, That's like, dope, shooting the shit, you know, like, he was, like, asking about, like, what I, what I was doing, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm helping out with my school, and fucking, it was a good conversation, and I, I could have fucking had, like, um, him call my brother, but some fucking asshole came and, like, ruined it for us, and I was just like, I'm gonna leave this guy alone, because, like, you know how people get starstruck, like, one guy was like, oh, you wrestle, and he's like, yeah, oh, what school did you wrestle for, and I'm like, no, he's not that kind of wrestler. 
And then some other kid, I just remember this kid, and he's like, oh my god, I'm standing next to Bobby Lashley. You were the ECW champion. I'm like, dude, nobody fucking cares. Like, nobody, he doesn't even fucking care that he was the ECW champion. <laughs> even the real ECW, it's the shitty Yeah, like, it was that yeah. fake ECW belt, like, no one really, you know, but yeah. it's just, the, that's the, the fucking, um, that's the thing that happens when you, like, in those type of situations, like, if they're out in the public. People are gonna bother you and stuff like that. So and you don't want to be one of those guys like that that, that fucking bother people. Like I've uh, like I shit you not. Like every time like I I see like even when like uh, I, when I was in Chicago, I saw fucking um, M Dog Matt Cross. Yeah. Like as soon as I saw his back, he was shirtless. I'm like, oh shit, that's fucking uh Matt Dog Matt Cross. I just like casually went up to him, tapped him, and said, hey man, appreciate everything you do. Loved your match on Lucha Underground. You're the fucking man. He's like, oh, thank you. And I just walked away. Because like, in my mind, it's like, I don't want to bother these people. This man is probably having the time of his life at a fucking riot fest. And, you know, you just you just high and by. Keep it simple, you know? So you flew to Chicago for riot fest, but you won't come to Louisville and commentate with your homeboy. Because you know I get you a commentary gig. And you could just I'm there. gonna come. I, I was right. basically, I owed my friend... That that trip because I fucked up him seeing Iron Maiden, so I had to make up for that. So you got to see the original Misfits lineup. I had to see it, which I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed Rob Zombie a little bit better. You know, Rob Zombie Live was fucking amazing. Oh yeah, Rob Zombie's fun. Yeah, Bad Religion was pretty good too. I don't know if you ever heard of them. They were fucking who? Like Bad Religion. I don't know if you ever heard yeah, of them. Yeah. yeah, Rise Against takes them on tour with them a lot. Bad Religion yeah. is like an is like. It's like 80s punk rock, right? Yeah. 80s, 90s. Yeah, punk. I, I'm waiting for them to come out. I see like these elderly men come out. And, <laughs> and then my friend who I went with was like, yeah, one of them is a professor. Hey, fuck you. You can tell which yeah. one of them was a fucking professor. <laughs> Dude, like, he literally me. looks like a college professor. And I'm like, oh shit. But his voice was so good. Like, I was like, wow, this is really good. Um, but yeah, I had a fun time overall. So Andrew WK as well, you know, love that guy. Party time. Yeah, party time. Nothing has changed. Maxine. Same fucking set, same order. Oh, no. It's like, I was shocked at that man. Brian didn't... hates Andrew WK all of a sudden. No, yeah. I, I, his music, I, I have no opinion on. I've never heard it. But he hosted a show on Nickelodeon called Bill Destroy, uh, Bill, Bill Destroy Kill or something. I don't know what the whole fucking name was. And it took I'm thinking what happened Kill on a Nickelodeon show, bro. Uh, it was Build Destroy something. So I gotta Google this now. Something. <laughs> I had something harsh besides Build Destroy, but he was a uh, um, he he would have two teams of kids, like one team of smart kids and one team of dumb kids. Or <laughs> what? Yeah. And they would both have these tools. They would get to pick. destroy, build, destroy. Okay, destroy, build, destroy. And <laughs> my sons, what did that run from? Like eight or nine, maybe maybe two thousand ten at the latest. I might have been earlier than that. Anyway, he he hosted the show and he wore a white t-shirt and jeans and everything he said was like Mojo Lowe. <laughs> he was like, "We're getting ready to destroy this." And it was just oh god. Dude, now that you think about it, he is the rock version of Mojo Raleigh, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, man. After watching, hyped. Yeah, after watching these episodes and. <laughs> they, they were kind of cool because the, the engineers, like, they would blow something up, and then the kids would have to build something with whatever's left of the pieces of what they blew up, and then you have a team of engineers to help them build that, and they get to destroy that, too. And so that's where the whole destroy, build, destroy comes from. There we go. That's what makes sense now. 
And they loved that. And I remember when we first got DVRs, they were like, can you please DVR, destroy, build, destroy? And they would watch it, and I would hear it from the other room, and it made me absolutely hate that man's voice. Like, I don't want to drop kick him through the screen. But his music might be okay and everything, but I'm just not a fan of him. He's a wrestling fan, too. He, like, in England, he did something with one of the progress shows or whatever. <laughs> I seen a guy this Thursday at the 20th anniversary show that's supposed to, everybody talking about how awesome he is. He's like a champion in UK, and he runs around with all the Euro Trash guys. His name's Nathan Cruz. Have you heard of him? Nah, can't say that he do. Yeah, but they were talking, they built him up. He, he was at the show in a suit and tie. But it looked like somebody from England wore the suit and tie. Like, had the, just the vest, no jacket. Tie, white shirt, <laughs> pants, mats, and vest. You know what I'm saying? But he was a little dude. He took on Jay Christ. It was a great match. But there was nothing super flashy or fancy. It was just a lot of good timing. You know what I'm saying? But it was like first or second on. And by that, you know, everybody's hype. Everybody, Hunter's going, oh, it's a frog. Who's the frog? I'm like, can I watch this match first, please? Please watch this match. So, and other people were coming in going, is this seat saved? And it was just, so in other words, I didn't get to enjoy the match like I wanted to. But I think that 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 Cruz kid has a bright future. He's a, he's from the UK and he was here for like Rockstar Pro and he came down for the IWM Mid South 20th Anniversary Show. Not to go segue from Andrew WK to Nathan Cruz, but they're both from the UK, so I guess it, I guess it's an okay segue. <laughs> we'll go with it. And the main event tonight is it's a triple threat. Okay. We got John Cena going for his 16th world title. Against Dean Ambrose. I thought he had 16. He's got 15. Okay. Against Dean Ambrose versus the champion AJ Styles. Uh, AJ Styles is almost a lock here. I think they kind of want to have him run with the belt for a little while. Face the runs twice. Mm hmm. So. I'm excited for that match, and I'm also excited for Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. I'm not really big on Orton, but I think the way that they've actually built this up is pretty good. Watch. I haven't watched any of it, but has it been. Does he have any of the. Uh, um... Or do I have any of his family members with him or anything? No. No, it's just him? Uh, yeah, Eric Rowan's been with him, but he has a torn ACL, and he'll be out six to eight months. And Harper's been I, I thought it was a shoulder injury. Was it a shoulder injury? Yeah, it's a shoulder injury. Oh, my it's, bad. It's still six to eight months. He's out a while. Uh, Luke Harper debuted in Chile overseas, so he has returned. Uh, but he was not drafted to Raw or SmackDown, so we're not entirely sure what we're going to do with him, which is why you have a... Weird. Because I, I like Luke Harper better than any of the rest of the Wyatts except for Bray. Really oh, easy. Think, I think he's very, very, I think in ring wise. Very underrated. Yeah. I mean, he's doing suicide dives better than the Usos. Yeah. He's just a. He was better really than good. Too. Brody Lee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was good as Brody Lee in Ring of Honor. I mean, he's. People don't understand. He was in the. Uh, uh, with the Age of Fall for a little while. People don't understand that. Yeah. Jimmy Jacobs. That's who I was talking about. Uh, earlier when you were talking about Nigel, it slipped my mind. I was going to say, Jimmy Jacobs was one of the people I liked Nigel's feud with. Nigel and Jimmy had a really good feud. Now so, Jimmy's writing for, for WWE. They're going to need plenty of writers having five-hour shows every single week. Yeah. Um, TNA has been, you heard the big rumor, I don't know if it was true. I know Jim Ross said it out there, but then other places are like, oh, this isn't finalized yet. It's not finalized. Okay. Um, I can say that right now it is not finalized. The latest rumor, first of all, what we're talking about is TNA is up for sale. That's not a rumor. Um, Dixie Carter is looking to sell the company. Um, Billy Corgan wants to buy it outright. But he doesn't care. His goal, from what I understand, is he wants to buy the company and kind of remold it. He wants to rebrand it, it, retitle it. He wants to to start fresh. Yes. 
and bring new people in, get rid of a few people, keep a few people, and change it into his vision of what he thinks will be a wrestling promotion. Correct. He wants to use some of the same contacts, though. I think they're still wanting to be... There is a black book that I think he wants to to keep with. He's still on pop TVs. Mm -hmm. He's to do certain things. But he doesn't care about the the, the archives. He doesn't care about all of the footage. He does not. WWE wants it. Yes, of course. WWE wants the library. Yeah. Now, when, when the original rumor was WWE is going to buy TNA, that was going to be bad news for TNA because he has no interest in funding it. Yeah. He has no interest, not even putting it on the network. Somebody was like, well, what if you just buy the network and put, instead of like superstars, you know, because I don't watch WWE superstars. I don't know a lot of people that do. Yeah. It's on every Tuesday on the network. I don't ever watch it. Anyway. This is the first time I knew there was one was when you told me just now. So there you go. But I don't even get to watch NXT anymore. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I heard it's been really good. So NXT has been good as of late. They've had they had a rough run, especially with the Cruiserweight Classic. After NXT the- had a rough shot because, uh, but it was hard because you put NXT on and then you put the Cruiserweight Classic on right after it. And you're like, okay, oh. the sand ring blows that shit away. Yeah, you didn't want to watch it. The only bad thing about the Cruiserweight Classic now is some of those guys that lost early are now jobbing in the, in the NXT. That's fine. The Bollywood Boys are actually on uh, NXT this past week, and they just took the destro- they took the on the authors of pain. Mm-hmm. That was a poor decision. <laughs> That's uh, Paul Ellering's voice. Have you seen yeah, their work? Yeah. I haven't seen the, work the two the two big Samoans. Yeah, yeah they just destroyed these two kids. I want to see them work because I like Paul Ellering and I like the Road Warriors. These guys have a little bit of a Road Warrior feel to them, like they're just coming in and squashing dudes. I heard it was kind of like uh, the the. Hit squad too, like Dan Mack and, and mm-hmm. Danny Moff and uh, Monster Mack are the hit squad. Yeah, the big dudes. I heard that they're independents. I heard they're like that. Those guys have been around forever, though. Yeah, those guys. I think they 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 come in at three eighty five. I'm sorry, four eighty five. The two of them. Oh, still, that's still. You know, not you know combined. You know, yeah, that's still. They're they're not small. Not yeah. like obese, I wish they would have a better finisher because, you know, when they're beating up little guys, you know, one of them comes, they do a, ru- a, a Russian leg sweep clothesline combination. And I kind of wish that it's they would. Simple, it? it is a little simple for their little guy. You know, I actually kind of like what they do. They do a double gut buster. Like they kind of grab a dude and they each kind of like take their turns kneeing him in the gut. <laughs> and then they throw him up and they, they each like, land on their knee. And it looks great. like that rib breaks ribs. That looks great, yeah. Yeah. I like it how <laughs> they also like throw their opponent into like their own, the, the opponent's tag corner. Like, yeah, now you tag in. So is Joe getting a shot at Nakamura, or is there somebody else in that mix? Uh, no. Joe is getting his rematch at Nakamura eventually. He because him out, right? He stretched him out, and Nakamura's been missing for the past month. And Joe has been running roughshod over the locker room. Is he hurt, or is he... I don't know. I think it's a it's a written thing, in. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he's legit hurt. Has he been doing house shows, do you know? I do not. Um, it's just if he's, you know, he'll be doing house shows even if he's not really early. It's t- difficult with NXT, though, because they shoot, you know, almost a month in advance. Yeah. So he could be out. He might, he got hurt one show. Yeah. And he's missed three weeks of action where it's only missed one week of action because they yeah. pre-recorded it. And I don't know their schedule. It's very confusing to me. Yeah. I'll tell you what so. was cool. And it's way behind. But I and I know we're going way over and mm-hmm. out and about. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I didn't get to go. I never got the... Look, Tom Warner stopped playing with Underground. They stopped shit because we don't have the channel. You just get on demand. Right. And they had everything else, but they stopped playing it like episode, probably about four episodes from the finale. Mm-hmm. So it finally showed back up. Yeah. I finally got to watch uh, Dragon Azteca again. I got to watch his match, and then I got to watch Rey Mysterio versus Ricochet. Yeah. Oh, Prince Puma. Same thing. Height. It, it met almost all the height, but Rey Mysterio went over. 
And I thought that it should have been Prince Puma going over to kind of hand... Hand the torch? Yeah, and it didn't. So that kind of upset me, but... I also think that... Well, I don't know if they want to hand the torch over to him because it's been rumored that Puma's coming to WWE. Uh, season three's wrapped, and it's already started. We're like four, three or four episodes deep. Yeah. I haven't got to watch any of it yet. Okay. Is he still roommates with... Fire. Is he still roommates with Apollo Crews? I know he was for a while. Ricochet? Ricochet. They, yeah, they still are. Um, but going back to what you said about him going to the E, he kind of squashed that because as of now, he's taking less dates, but he's still independent for the foreseeable uh, foreseeable future. Gotcha. So he, he went on and he was like, nah, no WWE in sight for me. I think they were treating it like he was going to leave, but it turned out he... he I guess last minute changed his mind. Okay, yeah, which is fine because I think he uh, he, he may be a roommate with Apollo Cruz, but I see him a lot with uh, Tessa Blanchard. I know that's his boo, and I thought maybe they had moved in together because I know that he put on there um, from Kentucky but living in Florida. Yeah, it was on one of his Instagram or or something or whatever. Yeah, and. Likely though, I'm sorry to cut you off. He's probably gonna go to the E because he's such good friends with Cruz and Tozawa yeah. that it would just make sense so he could work with his friends. Yeah, I think he will eventually, uh, and I think he'll do well there. I think he will be do just fine, depending on if he wants to do the mask or not. I don't think you know will make a difference a whole lot. I don't know. I think the, the I don't think they'll do ricochet. They'll bring him in something else. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to put his shoot name out there to the world, but. His shoot name could be a wrestler. Okay. It really, really could. And that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it has that flavor to it. Yeah. So, you know, some people like Bob Smith. And, you know, like, yeah. Believe you me, there's been plenty of Bob Smith since wrestling. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> that's his <laughs> shoot name. <laughs> Getting back to NXT. Yeah, sorry. Roddy Strong's making his debut next week, rumored. Is that for the Dusty... It's the Dusty Rhodes Classic, which is... Is that a tag team? It's a tag team turmoil. Okay. Uh, not turmoil, Wait, but... Are there new tapings the next week, though? What's that? Are, are there new tape? Is there going to be new tapings? Like, is yes. this going to start? Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> how excited is Joshua? Are you going to watch NXT next week if he's on there? NXT again. Like, I was, I was telling myself that. I was like, oh, shit. I, I only watch Lucha, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown. So, I was like, oh, now I have a reason to watch NXT. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's going to, if he's debuting this coming Wednesday. Uh, the, the story is there's, I think 12 tag teams. You know, the Dusty Rhodes Classic was a big hit last fall. They're doing it again this year. Austin Aries and a mystery partner are wrestling. And the whole internet is telling me that Roddy Strong is the mystery partner. So Aries and Roddy Strong are tagging together. That's pretty sweet. I've heard that. I heard that out of the too. Did you? So if that's true, it's kind of exciting. Uh, there's some actually some solid tag teams. You've got the Perfect Ten, Ty Dillinger tagging with Bobby Roode. They're calling it the Glorious Ten. Which I'm really big on. Yeah, I like um, that. I, the I, revival have already advanced. They defeated uh, Andrade Cien Almas no, and Cedric Alexander. Oh, I hate that guy. Why? I don't know, man. Really? I think the reason I hate him is because you missed him. Yeah, yeah, uh, I knew it. It is. It's because I missed him because he I was in it. He oh, he's a good man. I I think he's an undertown. It was Nacho under- Town. You know what I'm saying? It's not Nacho Town like, when you got a guy like that, man. I, mean, he's, I know. When I came back, Bobby P told me he's like, dude, you missed a guy. He's really, really good. Oh. And I was like. I had never heard of him, and almost—it's arrogancy because lots of times if you think, man, which I is the, heard my of him. biggest problem in NXT right now is actually that all these indie talent guys are coming in, and it's kind of burying some of these other guys. It's not a problem I have, but it feels like if you're not an indie name, 
You're not going to make it in NXT right like, now. Like Gargano and Ciampa, are they a tag team in the tournament this year? Yes, they are team DIY. Did they DIY? Uh, do it yourself. Okay. Yep. See, because I listened to the... They were supposed to have Johnny Gargano part one on the AIW podcast. Mm-hmm. The card subject change. Ended up being them talking about all kinds of other things besides Johnny Gargano. <laughs> they yeah. talked about a few things from the school, but like Johnny was just laughing and going along with them. I didn't know that John Thorne wrestled for AIW too, because... I've never seen John Thorne wrestle. I've never heard about John Thorne wrestling. So I'm guessing he's probably one of those wrestlers who owns the company, and when he comes in, he's really over. But in, in the grand scheme of things, people would rather see other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, um, Ian Rott was in the Battle Royal out of the Mid-South, and it was good to see him because he hasn't been on the ring in a long time, and he got a really big pop. But, like, Mm, two minutes later, when Manawa came in, Manawa got a bigger pop than Ian. Did he really? Well, I mean, he's the <laughs> commentator. And he I get it, but yeah. that's fucking funny, yeah, man. So hilarious. Um, the worst part was after the like the Ian went out, and so did uh, Joey Owens, who owns who has ownership in WCWO in Indianapolis, and they run shows out of their own. They have their own building over there. They run shows every Friday, and I want to say they have big shows. It's weird. They have a big show once a month on a Wednesday or Saturday. Don't quote me when it is because I've only been down there that one time. Hmm. But I have friends that go to there every single week religiously because it's a hour and 45 minute straight trip up 65. You get off the expressway and you're there. You know, it's like right there. Got it. So it's not even, it's a, the funny part is you see Lucas Oilfield coming back. Cool. Know? So, but, um, <laughs> Joey and Ian were like, I thought it was a shoot for a minute. They were beating the hell out of each other after the battle world. <laughs> so, and then, his son came out and like pulled Ian off, and then Ian's son came out and pie faced him. And so I'm like, ah, oh, they're doing the, the the second generations, the fathers and sons against each other. And one of the sons is going to turn on the father. You can already tell, mm-hmm. you know. So that's kind of cool for the indie scene. And uh, IWA is running two shows a week now. Thursdays and one. Thursdays and Saturdays nights at the Memphis Flea Market. Interesting. Memphis, Indiana, which is about 16 miles up the road on the other side of the bridge. Um, I've commentated there many occasions back in the day for Furious Wrestling Society. Um, it's a nice venue. It's cut in the middle of a flea market. It's cut off in the middle of a flea market. They have a ring. Yeah. And it's How's their concessions? Concessions. Fantastic. Good. Cheeseburgers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like with grilled onions and mushrooms and all that good stuff on them if you want them, you know. Um, the best thing I like about it is it's a flea market. So they have like this big cooler full of, it's not just like Coke or Pepsi. There's all these canned Cokes and they're all blocked. And okay. I like canned cokes for a buck at a wrestling show. If I go to a wrestling show and they're like, okay, here you can have this 12-ounce cup with ice in it of coke for three fifty. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you, you know? I don't need a coke right now. I'll get a bottle of water for a dollar, you know? But I like canned cokes for a buck at wrestling shows. That, that means something. You know, I like when they have french fries instead of nachos. People are like, oh, well, nachos, hot dogs is enough. I'm like, I've been to wrestling shows for the last, honest to God, swear to God, 35 years. And I am hot dog and nachoed out. I can't have the bread from the nacho that shit anyway, you know. So, but um, you're hot dog and nachoed out. I am. I Quote of the day. Exactly. I want different. <laughs> I mean, stuff. The exceptions are important at wrestling shows. If you go to a lot of them, they're important. Um, also, this Friday night, Pro Wrestling Freedom presents Revelation. Uh, the biggest. I'm not gonna go over the whole card, but I'm gonna say the biggest match on the card. I'm looking forward to Shane Mercer, Bullet Club member Chase Owens. Two out of three falls. Dope. There's a lot of good return matches on this card. It's uh, it's stacked up to be a good one. I don't have 
don't have it in front Facebook of you. Facebook to be able to pull up and look at the whole thing in front of me, but you guys can look it up at Pro Wrestling Freedom on Facebook.com. Saturday night, Outcast Wrestling Syndicate. Last time they were here, it was a free show to show the public what they had, and they packed the place. Uh, me and Bobby P are doing, doing commentary for both shows, Friday night and Saturday night at the arena. Come out and check us out. Say hi. Uh, we'll be the guys with the commentary booth with the back row hecklers gear on. Um, calling the matches in the name of the hecklers. Uh, we will be breaking in a third commentator. He's going to practice doing a little bit of play-by-play that you got the card for. No, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. I thought you were. You live at football. Actually. I'm looking yeah. at football for a second. I, I apologize. See you that's okay. It's fine. Uh, the main event is whatever. What's going to do? Isaiah's taking on Rod Street. They were the ones that arrested him and got him out of the tournament. And then Congo Kong will be live at the Pro Wrestling Freedom Show this Saturday. Him versus Murder One versus Cash Flow. So that's going to be. I hope they reinforce the ring. That's a lot of beef in the ring. Then uh, the Outcast Wrestling Syndicate. The main event there is D.D. Jinx, who made a big impression. Is he's brand new, hasn't even had a handful of matches yet, but he wants to show his grandma that he can be a wrestler. There you <laughs> Honestly, go. that's what he wants, and he's a very respectful young guy. I like him a lot. He tried to do a move on top rope. He got scared of heights. He had to go down second rope. He was still scared. He had the referee help him. Finally, he did the move off the bottom rope. It was uh, it was quite something to see. It was very different. So he's going to be in the main event, actually, with the Chad Rockman. And he's going against the uh, a couple of guys that uh, a little bit scary. Blackman Spencer his, has the eyeball issues, man. Is a, It's going to be a good main event. Eyeball issues? Yeah, man. He's got, like, red, dark red cat eyes. Okay. Big, muscular, <laughs> black man. Um but I got uh, uh, I got the poster for the PWF up. Oh yeah. Also, Chip Day will be taking on Sloppy Second Slate Sludge, but it's a non-title match. Uh, Adrian Armour. <laughs> Who doesn't love Sloppy Slick and Slade Sludge? Oh yeah. The Easy for me to say. Podcast is on the flyer. Thank God. Uh, Adrian Armour <laughs> is taking on Gary J. Gary J. Smacks the shit out of people. Last show, Gary J. Got tossed out of nowhere from like right at the apron into fourth row. Yeah, people shit their pants like Spike Dudley in style. Their, yes, in their laps, people had no idea. It wasn't <laughs> out of the ring, but right, was, right. Uh, we, everybody's like, "What the hell's going on?" Like nobody expected that. But the sleeper match of the night, your phone just went off. That's, okay. That's all right. The sleeper match of the <laughs> night is my personal favorite team on the indie, and they support us everywhere they go. Mikey McFinnigan, Zach Sawyer's Roscoe E. Lisa taking on Team IOU. Team IOU has been signed to be in the AIW Double Dare Tournament this year. Okay. So, if Roscoe E. Lisa beats them, you know, there's a good chance they may end up in Cleveland for that tournament. So, we'll have to wait and see. But, IOU versus Roscoe E. Lisa is a sleeper match on that card to bring it out. Of course, there'll probably be a couple of dark matches and things. But, um, General Mission's 10 bucks, man. Come on out there Friday night to the arena. It's going to be a little bit cooler. And everybody's like, oh, it's hot in there. Hey, man, it's hot. But the rest of action's hot, too. And then come back the next night for Outcast Wrestling. They're bringing a brand new vibe. It's a new, different. It's not the same thing that's been around here a lot. Like uh, IWA Mid South, you get the tried and true legacy and heritage that is IWA. You get the hard hitting. You get the high flying. You get the guys who are um, going on to CZW. You get guys that are being making their names now. You get a bunch of young talent, up and coming kids. Um, IWA is the status quo in this area. And then. Well, PWF, you get some of the IWA regulars, but you get guys like Bullet Club member Chase Owens, 
you're not going to see anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And him and Shane Marshall, two out three falls, has match of the year written all over. And then when you get to the Outcast Wrestling Syndicate, it's a different animal. These boys from Evansville are, I don't want to say odd, I'm saying that their owner is not the kind of guy that you mess with. He's, um, this isn't me trying to be shady or shifty. Uh, he's just a, um, he reminds me more of, his name's Tony Shark. And people are like, oh, like Tony Stark. I'm like, no, more like Tony Soprano. <laughs> in Evansville, he is the man. So I'm going to leave that at that. And the talent he's bringing in, he's going to surprise a few people. Because he's bringing in some surprises. He's bringing in some people you're not going to see anywhere else. And top to bottom, he has good shows. It's good wrestling shows. It has comedy aspects. It has high flying. It's a top to bottom card, but it's a different animal than some of the other stuff you're used to seeing. So not just support the hecklers because we're doing commentary. So if you come out and support the show, you're helping support us. But not just support the hecklers, but support any wrestling. If you want to go to OVW on Wednesday night, they're there every Wednesday night. Go support them if you live in Louisville. Um, that's just my host bill. I'm going to leave it that. Um, definitely want you guys to come out um, and support their local wrestling indie shows this weekend. Also, um, CZW had a show last night. Our boy Jonathan Gresham. And a number of IWA guys made their CZW debuts last night. After their invasion, right? Yeah. Um, I was not able to find the results online, believe it or not. Um, earlier today, I was looking for them, and I was not able to find it. It's from Tangled Web. It's called Tangled Web. I put the date in for CZW, and I, I seen like who, what the matches were last night, but I didn't. they had so many other things going on, I, I was not able to get the results. That's okay. Um, we can have those. I know John like uh, attacked Ricky Shane Page at the end of the match. Yeah, that the was, main event. It was those four. What was funny was those four um, against in the in the actual um, main event of, of the Tangled Web. It was Ricky Shane Page. Um, I'm an AEW now. I'm trying to find it on here. It was Ricky Shane Page, Alex Cologne, Danny Havoc, and Tim Johns. And the Tangled Web match is something where like it's a hardcore gimmick match. I mean, there's all kinds of like spider web, barbed wire, and like fences. And I mean, if you go back and look at the other Tangle Web matches, usually it's some dangerous stuff. Ricky Champagne is no no slouch to that kind of stuff, but it seems like Tim. Oh, Thomas it's a is it's a TV showing. That's what it is. It actually hasn't aired yet. No, but they had they taped two TV shows, and the Tangle Web was an eye pay per view last night. Okay. Yep, they had Black G's versus Chainsaw Joe Gacy, Matt Tremont versus Reed Bentley, Scarlet Graves, which is. Dave Chris, Desmond Xavier, and Zachary Wentz. Lots of these guys have been on here. Against Team Pazuza, which is Angel Ortiz, the Dirty Daddy, Chris Dickinson, who I want to get on here, and Mike Drastic. Joey Janela, who if you don't know who he is, he's a fucking animal. Check him out. He took on Tony Deppin, who I've seen a ton of times against Unbreakable Andy. He doesn't get enough credit. This guy is... He reminds you of, like, Matt and Jeff Hardy from the 2000s. Like, just spot, spot, spot. I mean, it's almost it's amazing, though. <laughs> it does spot he, monkeys. He is a spot monkey. But he blows, he does a lot of good stuff. The Hit Squad, Dan Math and Monster Mike, they had an open challenge for the CZW Tag Team Champs. Homicide stepped up, take on Jonathan Gresham for the CZW World Heavyweight title. Yeah. People don't give Homicide enough credit. That dude's been around a long time. And then, of course, the four-way, which you were talking about. Tim Dodds jumped Ricky Champagne after the match, you said? Joshua, did you say you think he jumped him after the match or something? 
I, I, I saw him on Twitter say, oh, you know, after the match, I, 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 uh, I jumped him or something, or I attacked Ricky Shane Page. I know, like you were saying, like, Tim Dunst has been doing his thing with the death matches and, you know, just being an overall match guy. Yeah. So I just saw that in passing, and I didn't know it had something to do with uh, IWA Mid-South as well. So that's uh-huh. pretty cool that there's some type of invasion angle going on. So hopefully we see uh, Dunst and uh, IWA or something like that. Yeah, that would be really nice. I would like to see that. Like Dunst is your number one right now in independent after Roddy, right? <laughs> after Roddy, it was, you know, Steen, uh, Roddy, and Dunst was my number three. So now Dunst is my number one, you know, and I'm hoping, you know, he gets more bookings and is, is wrestling more. I, I do want to see him live, but, you know, where he wrestles at, it's kind of hard because they're, like, further up. He used to wrestle for Chikara, but... Now he doesn't work with them anymore, so Yeah, he's a, he's definitely a talent a talented, talented guy. Ricky Shane Page does a lot of the hardcore stuff. But I think him and Ricky Shane Page is feud, man. I they might end up bringing a DVD out of that stuff because it's really good. Yeah. We have Ricky Shane Page on here and I think we were gonna have Tim Dunst, but remember he had the problems with his he got health issues and he's back. We can reach out to him and try to get him back on here. Um, yeah, that's one of those I wanna be in the studio for that interview. Oh yeah. For sure, and um, um, I want people to go, and if you don't get a chance to support local wrestling, at least, you know, or the W Network, whatever, don't be afraid to get an eye pay-per-view. I watched the one with Matt Riddle versus Timothy Thatcher, and then Cody Rhodes versus Zack Sabre Jr., and it was excellent. I mean, I really enjoyed myself. I got together with a couple of friends, and we, we watched the eye pay-per-view, and it was a good time. So, don't be afraid to do go that route if you can't get out to enjoy, you know, the wrestling show the way it is. Um... I think we're gonna call it a day, man. I think we covered just about everything we need to cover. Joshua, is anything else you wanted to you want to touch on before we get let you get out of here? I know you want to get back and get a little bit of sleep. Thank uh, you for setting your clock and coming on because this is like being up in the middle of the night for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, you know, we appreciate it's, it. It is what it is, but you know, I'm always once I get my schedule up and I'm free, I'm glad to be on you know on the show. But no, nah, nothing much. Just say, uh, you know, last night one of the MMA's greatest. Fighters of all time, in my opinion, retired. Almost and went out Chris on class. His favorite fighter of all time. Is that right? Hendo is his favorite martial artist of all time. Yep. You know, so, you know, happy trails, as they would say on um, <laughs> PTI to one <laughs> Mr. Dan Henderson. And, uh, you know, wish you the best of luck, man. You, uh, you were probably the fourth reason why I liked MMA behind fucking Couture Hughes and Sean Shirk. And, Sean uh, Shirk, that's a surprise. He loves Sean Shirk. Is there, Sean is there Shirk. a reason uh, behind Sean Shirk? I'm sorry, I know we're trying to get rid of it. That's a name that, I mean, do you understand why I'm coming from with that? Why? It's not a name that people expect when... Well, lots of people don't know who the fuck it is. I didn't know who it isn't. Yeah, I, I remember BJ and Sean Shirk. That's the, the fight I remember. You know what I'm saying? Is there What's the reason behind you being such a fan of Sean Shirk? I just, when I started watching MMA, uh, when I got into it, I, uh... I, the Ultimate Fighter played a part in it because I would watch it and be like, I can do that. And one of the matches that really, like, I love to this day and I watch all the time is uh, Matt Hughes versus Sean Shirk. And that style of fighting, you know, the wrestling ground and pound is something I like. And I'm watching Sean Shirk and seeing him shoot. I'm just like, fuck, like, I gotta, that's how I wanna fight. That's, that's the way I want to, you know, be able to do it. You want to make sure that when you go for the shots, they're going down. They, yes. You're going down, like, you know, and I just, you know, that's the fighter. I I, I, I just 
modeled how I would fight after. And even in training, I would shoot, get the takedown, you know, have a fast shot. And I, I love that style of fighting. People call it boring. For me, it's exciting, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, people call it boring because lots of times they don't understand what they're watching. You know what I'm saying? Those yeah. are people that are like, I just want to watch them slug it out. I want to yeah. see two guys stand up and throw punches towards their head. You know, every yeah. time I see somebody and they're working the body, I'm like, oh, man. That, that I like that kind of thing because people don't understand exactly how bad body shots hurt. And how if you get hit in the liver, you can be done instantly. You don't matter how big and bad you are, you know? Yep. And that people don't understand that. But, um. For for Matthew Schwartz, for Joshua Carabalo. Oh, well, you got something else? I wanted the oh, my bad. I wanted I, one more thing. I didn't mean um, it. I'm sitting here getting ready to cut us off. I know, we want to get out of here. Like, hey, fucker, Wait one second. I just okay. got one thing. Um the last couple weeks on SmackDown, Dolph Ziggler has absolutely killed his promos. Okay. It feels heart wrenching. As as he's putting his career up on the line tonight against the Miz and the Intercontinental title shot. So it makes you have a personal you feel emotional. I want it. Ziggler to win. Everything on the internet is telling me he's not going to. Yeah. I'm trying to avoid spoilers, especially because I like, you know, the wow moment. And this could be a total work. Mm-hmm. I hope it is. You know, I've been a Ziggler fan for a while. If it is, then they got you, and it means they it did does. Something right. it, it, but this me- with yes. with Ziggler, I mean, he came out and was like, "I'm putting my career on the line." And the Miz was like, first of all, your career's a piece of shit." Why? And I was just like, "Whoa!" And he was like, "Look, you were Kerwin White's fucking caddy." And I was like, "I completely forgot about that angle." That's how he came in. He was Chavo Guerrero's caddy when he was Kerwin White. Yeah. I was like, wow, they brought in Spirit Squad members last Thursday to remind him of where he came from. He, two out of the four of them. They brought Kenny and they bring Don in, did they? They brought uh, Kenny and, uh, the other, the, right. and, the, and the shorter fat one. How did Kenny get time off from selling used cars? Because that's what is that, Kenny is that what Ken? now. Yeah, he is sells it, used cars. Well, there were two that they could make and two of them couldn't. So, one of them that couldn't make it was he's... He's to Mickey... Mickey uh, James? Yes, and he ended up blowing it. I'm yeah. Like, oh, dude. One of the Spirit Squad members was in Israel, and they couldn't get him. Mm-hmm. And the other one has a job, and he couldn't get the time off. <laughs> but um. Uh, Jer- uh, uh, but the fact that they brought the Spirit Squad out, they mentioned this, and then they were like, Dolph Ziggler is like, when he f- looked into the camera with more or less tears in his eyes, his eyes were red, and he was like, I love this business. And what sucks is when you're in love sometimes, it doesn't love you back. I've given everything I can to this business. I've had the chip on my shoulder for the last... 10 years, and I feel like I've always felt fallen short from every other angle and this, that, and the other. I'm falling short, though. He just had, believe it or not, I think that, I don't think they've really given him that much opportunities. My but Joey, who's been mm-hmm. with you, he loves Ziggler. He's like, they've dropped the I've ball lo- on him. I've enjoyed Ziggler for a long time. He's like, he is the best, he says, bump artist. He is a bump artist. He is the best bump artist. I mean, he's like have. Raven level of bump level. Oh yeah, he like he will sell his ass off for anyone. He makes so many people look so much better than they are. Uh, uh, Miz, he makes them look so but it, much better than they I are. I can't tell you the last time I cared about a, a Ziggler and Miz match. This one you're going to This one I'm going to care about. I want to watch this one live. I don't know if I'm going to be able to. But I want to watch it tomorrow at some point. You know, if I watch one match on the card, I, to be honest, I don't remember ever saying it recently, I want to watch an Intercontinental title match over anything else on the yes. card. You know, so. There you go. With that, I hope Dolph Ziggler wins. He probably won't. Mm-hmm. If it's a career for Dolph Ziggler, and he's he swears, he's like, I'm not going to go to Raw the next Monday. I'm not going to NXT. I'm not coming back in a mask. I'm going to do other things, you know, comedy, maybe calling my name full time. Who knows? But. If this is a career for Dolph Ziggler, we wish not, him well. I hope he's not going to go do stand-up comedy. <laughs> so I hope I hope he's not done. But if the internet's right, which 
sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. This is the end for Dolph Ziggler. I hope it, for one, it's not, but yeah. if it is, you know, it's been fun, Dolph Ziggler, man. Real quick, have you got to see Luke Cage yet, by the way, by the way Joshua? I actually did. I uh, spoke about it in my uh, little rant, so to speak, on the uh, Frackin' Nerds podcast. Oh, so I you didn't hear it. Check it out. I'll have to check it out, then, because I didn't hear that one. But yeah, yeah, I only watched the very first episode. I haven't watched it anymore, and I love the first episode, so hopefully it won't let me down and end up turning bad, but I like the first episode, but I like some things that you guys just don't like. I mean, no offense. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, there's there's plenty of things uh, comic-related that I like that y- you know you mo- you may watch and you'd be like, ah, I just didn't like it. You know, there's so many problems with this or that, or you didn't like the way it went. I mean, sometimes I'm opposite. Sometimes I'm right along with you, so we'll see. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think you're, you, I, I, I know, uh, I'll give it to you, I think you'll, you'll like it for the most part, uh, but I, please watch it, we can debate and discuss, I'd love to hear what your, your thoughts are on it, so. Yeah, don't worry, it's going to be a uh, while, because there's so much other stuff, and I, I promised my son I would watch it with him, and they're like, oh, you know, you got to watch it, but he doesn't get a chance to watch, you know, five hours a day or anything like that, so it'll be a while before I get through it, but I've watched the first episode, and I really liked it. Um, see, but I never even watched Stranger Things on there. Nobody tells me it's the Netflix yeah, show of the year. Yeah, I gotta watch that, too. They said it's the Netflix show of the year. You're willing to watch that. There's a new one coming on next week. I forget what it's called, but it's where it's got the da- it's got Stevie from uh, Eastbound and Down, and he's the dad of this girl who wants to be, like, YouTube viral. And yeah, everybody that hates funny. her. I saw that. That looks funny as shit. So I may check that one out. I like half-hour ones better than hour ones. Uh, half hour ones are easy to breeze through. The ranch, check out the ranch. The ranch is pretty good too. I enjoy the ranch is that. just like like um like the new Kevin uh what's his name Kevin James show though. I mean it's just a basic sitcom type thing. The only thing is they get to say fuck in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it, I, I enjoy the humor and it's really good and it's a good story too. So I, well, I, I saw the first like three episodes and I liked it. It just I haven't went back to it yet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I liked it though. That's good. That's cool. And. <laughs> there's all our Netflix picks, and you got to hear about some <laughs> what fantasy football you guys doing okay on that? As I Josh think. is beating me. All right, I think you're gonna win this one. The one, the the, the one that we uh, don't have four players. You might come back and win that one. There fucking, you go. I know I'm gonna lose the one with with Joey P in class though. <laughs> uh, but you both say that like you grunt. But you know what? This is episode 83. We're 17 episodes away from episode 100. Episode 100 will be. Three so, hours long. And it'll be it's going to have all kinds of games. Oh, it's going to It's going to have confetti. Olympics. We might have to go in the backyard for it. I don't know oh, if we're yeah. not going to go on the other side of the track. I need to know what day that's going to be so I can put in and start fucking getting ready to go to Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Because I'll be in studio for our 100th episode. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be the Pot Olympics where we're going to try to have, like, some big mammoth awesome guest to, to call in or Skype in for a little while, you know, not. Yeah, no offense to our other guests. We've had great guests in the past. I'm not shitting on them. I'm talking about... We want, a, we want a name. Yeah, we no, we want something where people are like, hey, man, did you hear that? What The hecklers had such and such on their podcast. I mean, we, we had Psycho be, said uh, on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, those guys, you knew who they had? They had, you, you're not going to believe it, who? Jazz was on our podcast. <laughs> what was Jazz's finisher? No, we that'll be in your next. Ooh, Bulldog, I think. Didn't was that what it was? Bulldog? I don't know. But I, like I said, I'm gonna, I was going to have the Who's the Man ready for it, but I figured with just you two guys, I mean, no offense, I'm going to try to save it to win that we have at least three people here. Okay. And um, I did pick up a DVD at, <laughs> I know we're trying to get off here, but I picked up a DVD. It's so, I'm going to end up having to loan it to you guys if you haven't seen it. It's from like 2010. It's Drake Younger's last match in PWG. 
Oh, and dope. it's like one of Sammy Callion's first. It's their guerrilla warfare match. Cool. And there's so many other good matches on there, but I saw it and it was on uh, Sammy Callahan's table at the 20th anniversary show. And I guess he had had it and like watched him and Drake or whatever once. And then I was like, how much is that? And he's like, I have five bucks. I was like, oh, mine sold, <laughs> sold American. You know, and so and then I had to take it to the car. I was like, as soon as I got it, there's like two or three dudes go, Hey man, after you watch that, give it to me. Cause I honestly do not remember Drake Younger versus Sammy Callahan Gorilla Warfare. From like 2010, right before he went to the E. I don't remember that. Maybe You'll find out. So I'll start watching it and be like, damn, I already saw it. But I, I didn't remember. I remember wanting to see it. But I don't remember watching it. It's like all-star extravaganza night one or something from 2011. So um, I'll let you guys know how that goes. And yes, I may sir. even, after everybody watches it, put it up for, we're definitely going to have prizes. For the yeah, hunt. buddy. I'm going to try to get some cool shit in here, like a gift card or something. So Dope. We're going to have some fun. And, um. Got new t-shirts coming out the first of the year. Um, we're not sure on the design yet. As soon as we do, we'll sneak peek it. And, of course, you know, everybody has, you know, their opinions on it. But we've never had a t-shirt yet that has not sold the fuck out. Which is incredible. And had people come to me And thank you on. for that. Yes, yes. Thank to all the people who listen to this and recommend this shirt and the podcast to other people. And um, let us know who you want to hear on here. If there's, that's how we got Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel made his IWA debut this last week. Mm-hmm. He was on the podcast a couple, oh, couple months back. Oh, his mom's home. I don't know if you saw this. His mom was missing. And for four days, you're not on Facebook anymore. Uh-uh. He posted on Facebook. He never posts anything personal on Facebook. His mom was missing for four days. Trey Miguel? Trey Miguel's mom okay. was missing for four days. She is home. Okay. She is well. So yeah, That's you know. good. That's good for him. I got to talk to him Thursday for a minute. He didn't recognize me. And I was like, thank you for being on a podcast. He goes, hecklers. <laughs> he, he actually come up and gave me a hug. He goes, I'm a hugger. So I thought, oh, that's okay. awesome. Yeah. And he was like, oh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. So I think he was having problems there because he was on the phone and everything. So mm. that might have been Thursday night. It may have been his mom. Bobby okay. Part of that night. Yeah. Well, he, she is home. She, he posted, uh, I think it was yesterday that's cool. that she made it home. So that's, it's good. That, that's terrible. I yeah. hear stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had a happy ending. So And if people are on here and you're listening, Please hit up Zach Gowan on Facebook and tell him that the Backdoor Hecklers have requested him. We want to talk to him, and we want to get my friend William Clifford, who's been a friend of the show, been a friend of mine for over 15 years. His daughter, Erin Clifford, lost part of her leg last year, uh, life over limb. Um, that's all I'm going to get into. She's uh, She lost part of her leg, and she is a Zach Gowan fan immensely. She went to the 20th anniversary show strictly to see Zach Gowan. She does support IWA. They're there pretty much on the reg. I'd say at least a couple times a month. Maybe not every week, but they're there a lot. She's a big fan of American Viking. Um, and she has some questions. She wants to ask Zach Gowan. Cool. And like a, like a, she wants to step in and do what we do, you know? Yeah. Ask him some questions and stuff. And we will give her the venue to do that. All we need is for Zach Gowan's 15, 20 minutes of this time on a Sunday. And he can Skype in or call in and we'll get it taken care of. You just got to call. Just got to call. <laughs> so we're going to get on out of here on that note. In the back row. See you guys in the back row.